<sighs> okay, here we go. Here's the thing. None of us want to exercise harder or longer to get good results. I mean, we have families, we have hobbies, we have lives. We want to exercise smarter, not harder, and we want to have fun while we're doing it. My name is Coach Brock Armstrong. It's time to get your second wind. I am so excited. I finally get to share with all of you all the great stuff that is coming on this podcast in the next few weeks. Now, a lot of you may have followed me on my Get Fit Guy podcast, or maybe you know me from the Change Academy podcast, or maybe you go back to the Workplace Hero podcast, or maybe you've just read my articles on Scientific American, or maybe a few of you might actually know me from my days as being the voice of Mark Sisson when I read the Mark's Daily Apple blog posts every day on the Primal Blueprint podcast, or maybe you know me as the sidekick from Ben Greenfield Fitness podcast, or maybe you know me from Endurance Planet, but (laughs) whether you know me from those or don't know me at all, I'm going to give you a taste of what is coming up in the next few weeks. I can't wait to share it with you. Now, the format of this show is that one episode is going to be a shorter episode, and I'm going to do a deep dive into something that I'm really excited about, a workout, a piece of gear, some new research, Anything to do with fitness that I'm really excited about in the first episode is actually going to be talking about how fast we can or should get fit. Then, alternating with those episodes are going to be episodes of me talking to somebody I really admire and think we can all learn something from. And that first episode is going to be with my friend Dean Dwyer, the mindset guy and author of Makeshift Happen. So the ultimate lesson that I came away with when I sort of reflected on my past was there was one commonality with every failure that I had. And that was whatever the vital behavior was that I was doing, I stopped doing it. Like for some reason, I just thought, oh, I don't need to do this anymore. And I realized that's the kiss of death. Then the next one addresses the problem of staying motivated in your fitness regime, where I get into loving the process, not just the outcome. Then a great friend of mine, Monica Reinagel, the nutrition diva, joins me to talk about calories. And what this does is create this impression that this is a very exact, precise number that is universal, that applies to everyone. And it's reinforced, of course, by our calorie counters, those apps we keep in our pockets where we can look up and exactly how many calories are in this apple or this half cup of rice or this sweet potato. And you'll see things like, oh, 97 calories versus this other green apple only has 94 calories. So clearly I'm better off with the green apple if I'm trying to lose weight. And it just creates this false impression of a great degree of exactitude here. And then people are basing a lot of thought and a lot of decisions around what are very, very fuzzy numbers. So I'm glad to have a chance to take the lid off this with you. Then occasionally you may wonder, how fit am I, really? So I give you some great ways to test your fitness, measure your fitness against your previous self, and give yourself a baseline. Then I do a deep dive with Molly Watts from Breaking the Bottle Legacy all about alcohol and fitness. The thing with alcohol, all of our studies with alcohol are observational because we Mm. cannot, you know, we cannot isolate people and only give them alcohol and not give them anything else to to eat or drink over time, right? I mean, we could do it in a, just kind of like you were talking about, oh, if you, if you isolate somebody and give them a a binge of alcohol, you can see a a dramatic result right there in the acute time sense. But 
over weeks, over days, over months and years, you cannot just isolate alcohol. And so there, the problem with all the studies are there's always going to be confounders, what they call confounders mm -hmm. in scientific research. On the heels of that, I get into one of my favorite topics of too much too soon, which leads to injury, of course. Then my good friend Tim Wagoner, who you may know as Lucho, an ultra runner and professional triathlete, joins me. I, I think that there's a misconception that that we lift weights. It's not a misconception. It's true that we lift weights to get strong. Yeah. And we also lift weights to put on muscle. Those two are true. There, there's also this factor involved that that to me is the number one focus, and that's bone density and tendon strength and resiliency. Yes. Um, and then also stability. It's so you can have huge quads, but weak knees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you could have these giant pecs and shoulders, but your ankles are just really unstable. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And so I, when I lift weights, I look at it from that perspective alone. If you follow me on YouTube, you may have seen a recent video where I'm using a treadmill, but I'm doing it, well, completely wrong. And I'm going to tell you about how that can actually affect your genes. Brad Kearns is a former professional triathlete and current world record holding speed golfer, plus a whole bunch of other stuff. And he joins me to talk about what we can learn from pro athletes. If the marathon were 13 miles and the Ironman were a half Ironman, we'd all be better off. And so would, so would all the families waiting around at the finish line for 17 yeah. hours. It's like, hey, do a half distance and then we can all go out to brunch afterward and then have a nice day at the beach. And it's, th there is a little bit of uh, marketing and, and social programming there that we might want to unwind and say, you know what's a really honorable and lauded goal is to kick butt in that turkey trot for five kilometers where you're actually racing and you're pacing and you're trying to keep up with the, the younger person with the younger name on their calf. And instead of just kind of uh, shuffling along and making it into a survival fest because you don't have the time and energy to prepare properly for a 140-mile race. Then my good friend Abby Carver from Yoga 15 gives us some great ways to use yoga to enhance our performance. It's, it's the same thing um, with yoga. People who say they don't like yoga, it's probably because they, you know, one reason could be because they are the sort of people who needs you know, impact out of everything. And, and you're the people that I want to bring it to. You know, I don't need, I don't need people who are wonderfully zened out and blessed to be doing yoga. They're already in this perfect state. It is you who doesn't like it because for the same reasons I didn't like it, because I was far too much on the amped up side of the spectrum than I was able to chill out. And so I needed to have that balance. So of course, sometimes we have to do things that are incredibly uncomfortable. And the list goes on and on with topics like longevity in sport, how exercise can affect your mental health, and a whole lot more. And all of the episodes, of course, will focus on fitness and movement and how it supports our overall health and well-being, including our physical health, mental health, emotional wellness, social connectedness, rest, stress, sleep, all the things that I believe it takes to be truly fit and capable and strong. It's all awesome, so stay tuned. Whether you were fit when you were younger and let it slide, or you've never really found a fitness program that worked for you, or you're just tired of working so hard just to stay fit, well, it's time to get your second wind. 
with me, Coach Brock Armstrong.